Last year, Josh Martin went to a car dealership to try and sell an old car of his, a Nissan Armada. He says the dealership offered him around $19,000 for it, which he didn't think was enough. So he decided to hang on to it. Then, a few months later, his phone rang. Late May, early June, uh, I get a call from the dealership, and they say, hey, do you still have that Nissan Armada that you wanted to uh, trade in end of last year? I said, well, yeah, I still got it. I said, but, you know, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm not going to trade it in for what you guys offered me. I said, and, you know, I've put more miles on it. Josh figured the car would be worth less now, but he decided to hear the guy out. He said, can I make you an offer on it? I said, well, sure, you know, and they come back with the offer of $28,500. $28,500. Yep, so it's older, there's more miles, there's more wear and tear, the tires have worn more, you know, everything is depreciated more, uh, and $10,000 more. What went through your mind when this dealership made you that offer? stop what I'm doing immediately, get in the vehicle and get up there as fast as I can (laughs) and maybe have it towed (laughs) up there just so I don't risk blowing the motor on the way to the dealership. In other words, you said, yes, I will sell it to you. Oh, 100%. Yeah, this is uncharted times, but yes, you can have it. All over the country, car dealerships are in such desperate need of cars that they're offering people like Josh way more money than ever before. In some cases, people are selling their used cars back to dealerships for more than they bought them for new. Because I've always heard that the minute you drive a vehicle off the lot, it depreciates X amount percent right then. Um, so never in my, my wildest dreams would I have thought that uh, I could put more miles on a vehicle and it go up in value that much. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, August 2nd. Coming up on the show, the strange market forces that are making the car sitting in your garage more valuable. This episode is brought to you by Walmart. Walmart is committed to helping associates live better. As one of the first companies to remove college degree requirements from the majority of their roles, Walmart is creating opportunities for associates to build careers based on their real-life experiences. In fact, the company is investing over $1 billion in career-driven training and development programs. Learn why it pays to work at Walmart at walmart.com slash skills first. It's almost always been the case that the second you drive a car off a lot, it depreciates in value. But these days, the car market is upside down. There are a ton of people that want to buy cars and basically no cars to buy, new or used. (laughs) There is just an unprecedented inventory squeeze. That's our colleague Nora Naughton, who covers the auto industry. And she says that a lot of the demand is in the used car market, which makes up the biggest slice of vehicle sales. It's something like twice the size of the new car market. Uh, You know, there are millions more used vehicles that are sold a year than new vehicles. And they are an important piece of the dealer business, of automotive retail in general. That's where most of dealer profits come from, is the used side. Each year, about 40 million used cars are sold, compared to just 17 million new ones. And right now, the value of a used car has never been higher. You know, in April, we hit this 
superlative in used car transaction prices where they went over $25,000 for the first time. By June, we're already up into transaction prices in the 27,000s. Prices are being driven higher and higher because both supply and demand are out of whack. On the demand side, a ton of people want to buy cars, in part because right now, people would rather drive than fly or take public transit. And some people have just been able to save up some money during the pandemic. On the supply side, there's all kinds of issues. First, new cars aren't being manufactured as quickly as usual, thanks to a shortage of the chips used in car computers. And for used cars, the supply problems are a bit more complicated. It starts at the auction houses, where used car dealers typically get their supply of cars. What are these auctions like? They're mostly digital now. It's like they are a still a physical line of cars going through an actual auction lane, you know? Uh, it's like rolling through, and there's a guy up in a booth who is calling, you know, doing the... Give me once, give me twice, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> the whole auctioneering yeah. thing. Uh-huh. So yeah. to Toyota dealership, <laughs> But there's bids coming from people that are physically there, and there's also bids coming in, you can see on these screens, of dealers who are just on their computer and, you know, entering bids, like eBay, you know? One big supplier of cars in these auctions has traditionally been rental car companies. They offload their most used cars to replenish their fleets with new ones. And heading into the pandemic, most car industry executives figured that rental car companies would be forced to sell even more cars than usual to stay afloat, which would have caused used car prices to crater. But because demand actually went up, and because there's a shortage of new cars... Now, the rental car companies are buying gently used from the auctions. So dealers aren't just competing with each other anymore, and they're also not buying the rental cars. They're competing with the rental companies that are trying to buy the cars that the dealers are also trying to buy. So rental car companies, which are normally a supplier to these auctions that fuel the used car market, are now participating in these auctions to try to buy cars. Yes. That's fascinating. And that's only one part of the equation. The other place dealerships normally get their cars has gotten messed up too. Another reliable source of inventory in the used car market are lease returns. But one thing that was happening a lot and is still happening actually as a result of the pandemic and economic relief is that banks and leasing lenders are offering extensions on leases, allowing people to hold on to their leases for longer, giving payment forgiveness. And so then fewer people are turning in their leases. So longer leaseholds, rental car companies buying up cars instead of selling them, and huge demand all adds up to a used car shortage. And when that happens, you end up with these dogfights in the auction lanes where dealers are bidding, you know, they're all trying to buy the same five cars. And so you can have a hundred guys bidding on one car and it drives the price way up. So You know, what happens is everyone expects used car values to keep cratering, and instead they bounce back and then some, you know? It's like we bounce back to normal and then they just keep going up, up, up. Now, car dealerships are having to turn to a third strategy to get used cars, convincing people to sell them back. That's after the break.
The used car salesman is often caricatured as doing whatever it takes to get you to buy a vehicle. But right now, that dynamic is flipped on its head. Recently, my boss Anthony Galloway experienced it firsthand. Anthony took out a lease on a silver BMW last year when he relocated to California to be near family during the pandemic. But recently, he began his move back to New York City and started thinking about getting rid of it. So a few weeks ago, he punched the vehicle's information into the website Kelly Blue Book, or KBB, to see how much it might be worth. Almost instantly, I mean, really within minutes, I started getting emails from a couple of car dealerships, and then they would continue to email me. Then I started getting text messages, um, and I'll try to find the one here from one of the dealers. Hi, Anthony, is text okay? I just got your inquiry from KBB. (laughs) My name is so-and-so from said Ford Kia dealership. How soon are you looking to sell your 2020 BMW X2 smiley face? Kind of flirtatious. (laughs) Uh, So that is also something that has never happened uh, in the course of my buying and selling vehicles uh, is a smiley face uh, text message from a car dealer. Car dealerships are so eager for cars that they're trying all kinds of new tactics. They're looking at classified ads and turning to Craigslist. Some dealers are offering commission to salespeople who find cars. And in perhaps the biggest twist, instead of making ads about how you should buy one of their cars, they're making ads about how they want to buy one of yours. I'm reaching out with a special message. We need your car. In the last 60 days, we've bought over 250 cars from people just like you. We're dedicated to providing you with a fast, trustworthy, and stress-free selling solution. This major shift in the auto industry means that customers who owned used vehicles, like my boss Anthony, are at a serious advantage right now. So how did you decide between all these offers? I went to a couple of dealers. I had them look at my car. Eventually, Anthony decided to sell his car to CarMax. He says they offered him the most money. It was several thousand dollars more than what I owed on the vehicle after having driven it for, you know, 16 months. And once you finally got up to sell your car, what was that process like? Were people already there waiting to try to buy it? Yeah, you know, it was interesting. So my car was parked in front of the dealership. I could see my car and I could see people trying to open the door to the car which was really, and I think I messaged you and I said, you're not going to believe this. Like people are actually like circling the car. One of them tried to get in. They're already checking it out. Yeah. The result of this huge crush of demand is that when a car like Anthony's finally ends up on a used car lot and someone goes to buy it, there's a lot less negotiating. These days, consumers are pretty much just paying the asking price. And without all that negotiation, it could accelerate a change already underway in the auto industry, a shift to buying cars online for a fixed price. For salespeople, this poses an existential threat to their jobs and could mean that rather than selling cars, dealership employees operate more like an Apple tech genius that helps you set up and install new features. Here's Nora. How long do you think that this sort of chaos in the used car market will last? The general consensus is this may last for about another year. It'll last basically as long as the chip shortage may last, and then a little more after we readjust. And for the shopper, it's just a seller's market. The thing that I've been hearing from consumers, from analysts, and even from dealers themselves, the people benefiting here, 
If you don't need to buy a car right now, just don't. <laughs> it's going to be a really painful process. What do you make of this whole moment? You know, I think we all need a synonym for unprecedented, but this is really, this is not anything I have ever seen in automotive retail. And I've been covering automotive retail for almost a decade. <laughs> it's yet to be seen, in my opinion, whether this will really create a lot of fundamental changes or if this is a just weird time for the car industry. We've seen a lot of different weird times and we always seem to go back to normal or to some version of normal. Um, so maybe I'm jaded, but <laughs> uh, I think the jury is still out on whether this is gonna create a huge fundamental change. That's all for today, Monday, August 2nd. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.